Welcome, you guys. Thanks for joining us. It's Richard Sachs, and we're here to talk with Dr. Gabriel Cousins in our dialogue show with him. And uh, he wanted to get into something a little bit controversial today, which I think is a really good idea, uh, something that's important and reflects a lot on what's happening in the world. And that's the last week of what they call Pride Month. And let's talk about the concept of pride and what that's connected to and the implications of it for the world and what, what needs to happen. So welcome, Dr. Cousins, and thanks for being here. It's great to talk to you. It's always a joy to talk with you, Richard, and Doug in the background, and probably and to talk to all our listeners. So thank you for tuning in and listening to us. It helps. It helps yeah. because our, our job is the, to get the challenging ideas out there in the world to help people wake up as much as possible so we can change the consciousness of the planet. Okay. So that being said, we're going to take a look at how in many ways compassion is being weaponized against us and making us more controllable. And part of it has to do with the idea of pride, whatever that means. I will say, just so I forewarn everybody, generally in the spiritual world, pride is not seen as a very good thing. Uh, pride comes just before the fall, as they have said. It's considered one of the seven deadly sins. So, from a spiritual point of view, we don't look at pride as a very uh, big thing because it's about ego. And ego takes us away from the truth of things. That being said, we're going to start with a little uh, spiritual dance, spiritual joy, and then a little meditation before we get into the discussion. So, we just to emphasize about meditating... Uh, if you already have a meditation technique, great. If if you want one, here it is. And this is the name of God as grace. We need a lot of grace today. Uh, that God that Moses received from the burning bush. Yoda and then breath, hand the out breath. Wa and then breath, hand the out breath. Yoda and then inhale up to the heart. Hey out, exhaling up to the heart. Wah, and then inhale up to the third eye, and then hey, exhaling out. Okay? And out, uh, so the third eye going back out the heart, merging the heart. So, so when we go into meditation, we simply repeat the mantra until our mind's quiet. When our mind's quiet, we let go of doing the mantra, and we're in meditation. That's it. So let's, uh, the first step is to do a little bit of dancing. You get that spiritual joy going. Okay.
focus on the energy coming through my eyes as we go with the meditation. Yo. Now in the meditation, yoga and in breath, and out breath, wah, and in breath, and out breath. Just keep repeating it till your mind is quiet.
Okay, slowly come out of meditation. And now we are going to look at a, let's say, a wider picture. And the topic is pride, and the topic is ego. And the topic is mundane dystopic consciousness that comes from egoic focused consciousness rather than the universal oneness focused consciousness. So part of what's going on is the word compassion is to feel the connection with everyone and the oneness. It's a deeper meaning of compassion. But here it's being weaponized in the sense of what I'm going to call false compassion for a false truth that makes us, in a sense, much more controllable because we're willing to say things that aren't true. Oh, men can have babies. Oh, okay. Uh, and so forth and so on. And then it has us, uh, you know, identifying with things that aren't the truth. Your gender is not the truth. What we identify with ultimately is God. So identifying with your gender or your personality is um, going the opposite way than spiritual awareness. And of course, our talk is about politics, is about spiritual awareness and not about politics. Because politics isn't about waking up. Woke world is not about waking up. It's about trying to create a language and a belief system which is made up of morality and then judging people towards it. And it's called control. Okay? PC, perversion of consciousness. PC. So what it results is, is we live in an empire of lies. And the reason I'm giving this sharing is to help free ourselves from this dystopic uh, narrative that gets us thinking uh, up is down, down is up, bitter is sweet, sweet is bitter. It's like we got it all upside down. Uh, Now, it happens to be the end of Pride Month. Okay? And so the word pride has, 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 has two levels of power. Okay, if our gender is inherent, we're born with it, like our skin color, okay? If that's the case, which appears to be the case, then why are we celebrating it? It's inherent. We didn't do anything to earn it. Why are we celebrating it? Of course, when we wake up a little bit spiritually, we obviously don't identify with our skin color or you know our sexual preferences. It's like that has nothing to do with being awake in any way. In fact, that if we identify with gender or colors and races that that's going the other way, okay? That's a big problem. Uh, the second idea, besides identifying, is the idea of pride itself. That leads us into big trouble, as it always has for thousands of years. The pride comes before the fall. Most everybody's heard that. It actually hasn't changed. So this pride stuff that people are into comes before the fall. And if you look at, you know, a little bit about the pride month, you can see there's it's pushing a lot of people's buttons in a very unfavorable way towards those that are trying to push it on people. Okay? Um, 
So we got the two levels. There's nothing to be proud about about your sexual choices or your gender. Your it's it's what you have inherently. Okay. So what's to be proud of? And same with skin color and so forth like that. And so the idea of pride gets us in trouble. And throughout history, pride, and this is important, is a harmful ego poison. I'll say it again. Pride, which everybody's emphasizing, identifying with all these, you know, Irrelevant aspects. When I say irrelevant, I don't mean I'm talking about spiritually irrelevant. Your gender and your skin color. Okay, none of that is relevant for spiritual life. Okay? So, we're talking about ego and pride is about building ego, which of course is very much against spiritual life, which is to evolve beyond ego, is be the consciousness running uh, our show rather than ego running the show. And as a result, pride clearly, focusing on pride, moves us away from spiritual values and biblical values, uh, you know, such as God, such as humility, is pride more important than humility, self-reliance, integrity? So pride moves us away from those things. Okay? And traditionally, pride has been seen as one of the seven deadly sins. Uh, some traditions just see it as the worst sin. Sin means missing the mark. And I think if we understand it that way, it will make more sense. Missing the mark. That's what we're talking about. So, what are the seven deadly sins? Well, obviously pride, greed. So we have greed in a, a, a variety of ways. A lust, sexual immorality and, and, and sexual lust, envy, people envying other people, uh, and then we're going to put that down, gluttony, which is, in a sense, overeating, overconsumption, part of our society. Uh, anger is an indulgence, again, on the spiritual path, is seen as a disconnect from God and sloth. Well, you're not really being your fullest beingness. So, so we have toxic, I'm going to say part of it is toxic gullibility. Um, and that kind of is a complexity of all of that. What, what I mean, it's like not questioning the new world order, not questioning all the anti-population strategies, the food depopulation strategies, the political depopulation. There's a toxic gullibility. That, that's kind of, they all fit together into that. And then we have greed. I have, therefore I am. And you look at people like Mark Zuckerberg, you know, just tremendous wealth and building special hideouts and things. It's like, um, so I have, therefore I am. But moving away from the very wealthy, we also look at consumer consciousness. And consumerism, in certain ways, runs the world. Now, at the highest level of the, you know, global elite, they're, they want to consume the whole world. That's a little bit of a problem. They want to consume the whole world. They want to consume 90% of the world human population for their own greedy needs. Okay? And that's how it runs the world, as we see 
all these forces going on basically to consume and be greedy with the world. That's pretty uh, significant. Lust, we're seeing totally. You know, you look at the Pride March with the acting out of, of you know, as sexual uh, uh, immorality on all kinds of levels and in a public way, you know, and people become objects of lust. So we have the kids being kidnapped, you know, by sexual predators as an example of that. And we have envy, which is, you know, particularly, again, the global elite being envious of their other people, other countries, and so forth. Um, now, gluttony is consuming in excess. It, obviously, uh, <clears throat> a mark of success in the Western world is gluttony. You have three cars or four cars, or you have uh, you know, very, very expensive, fancy places. Um, and gluttony in our society, it's beginning to be seen as a virtue. Think about that for a second. You know, all these wealthy people getting praised and highlighted to, okay, you've got this underground world, Mark Zuckerberg, aren't you great? You glutton. Okay? And that's really what we're talking about. It's just an excess on all levels and it's seen as virtue. That's the subtle way of how things get upside down. And then we have anger. Everybody's into anger and feels empowerment with anger. What does anger do? It causes separation from other people and from God. Okay? And anger also drives the illusion of identity politics because it gives you something to be a victim for it gives you something, you know, victimhood as, as, as a source of power and being one up on people and all that kind of thing. And it allows you to be self-righteous and, uh, and also the right to be offended. Say, like, you know, you say something that's truthful, I'm offended. You're going to tell me men can't have babies? I'm offended by that. There's a level of nonsense that political correctness gets things all tipped upside down and so you can't speak the truth. You can't say the king doesn't have any clothes. And it also helps create a divide and conquer. Now, sloth is a funny word because it's an ancient word as we're using it, but we look at our all our modern day conveniences, you know, and uh, moving towards technology where we have robots doing everything for us. Uh, and that is missing the point of the idea of doing things yourself in a good way. And, you know, we have things like now we're, 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 we're attempting to glorify obesity. They're making all kinds of new rules about how you can't talk about it or take height and weight into consideration. Uh, uh, and then we also move to intellectual sloth. So now in medical school, they've taken away the MCAT. Well, we don't, we don't, we don't want to judge people on their ability, uh, let's say, to perhaps be a good doctor. We don't want to do that. Your skin color becomes more important. And that's actually a recent decision by at least 20 medical schools that have dropped the MCAT uh, tests, okay? And sloth also gets us into what I call the illusion of safety, or the culture of the illusion of safety. Because we give up self-responsibility, they'll feed us, they'll take care of us. Oh, yes, they will enslave us too. That's part of the deal. Giving up self-sufficiency, giving up your sovereignty, following whatever they tell you to do. Take the injection, you know, uh, do this, stay inside, you know, 
there's no evidence at all. Stay six feet apart. There's no evidence at all. It's never been ever proven. You just make it up and you should follow it. Okay? And in that process, there's a loss of human dignity. So when we join the culture of safety, there is a, again, a loss of human dignity. Now, you got your seven, you know, in a sense, sins, we also have our seven uh, heavenly virtues. Okay? One is avoid, I'm going to just say it, avoid the media of the masses. Just think for yourself that's a virtue. Humility. Open our heart to the beauty of nature and to the humans around us. Chastity. Generosity. Seeing the oneness in all people. Of course, that heals the tendency to, to greed. Gratitude which dissolves envy. You know, patience is a big thing. People are more and more impatient here. And patience is based on compassion uh, and understanding. And that decreases anger, which divides people and separates us from God as well. And I'm going to say, Living with meaning and purpose is a virtue. And so these are all kind of qualities, seven virtues and seven sins. And the, 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 the key is to move away from the toxic synergy of the seven sins and move towards living and the seven virtues, the, the elevated understanding of what a human can be. So with that, I'm going to invite Richard into the story here. Um, and continue our discussion. Richard. As usual, Dr. Cousins, you brought up really deep points that could lead to hours and days of discussion. And I think part of the reason that's true is because these things are subtle. You know, when you say pride is not good, all of these things that you've listed as the sins and virtues, it's not because they're, you know, only apply to one belief system or things that you memorize and force yourself to do. It's They all make sense on deep level. And what we've got, you talked about the New World Order. We've got people in positions of power all over the governments and corporations of much of the world. And they have a, they're following the orders of people above them, ultimately non-human level, which I spent decades investigating, so I'm talking from that. And they want enslavement and extermination, which I don't think is a good plan. So if we don't want that, we've got to become conscious of who we are. And one of the reasons for pride, which we're being led into, this is not a spontaneous idea of, of people of different countries or different genders or people who've fallen for the trans agenda or anything like that. This is directed from above. And the reason, and I don't mean from God, I mean from the power, power uh, elite, the global, global. so-called so global elite. And um, the reason for it is that pride creates division. And I remember uh, um, there are songs in every country about, you know, this is not just about gender, it's also about nationality. And there's a song in America that's used at political gatherings. It's a pretty neat song. It's kind of a country song. And it's called, uh, or it has the line, I'm proud to be an American and uh, all about freedom and how America is better than other countries. And it is very significant as a country because it did codify the idea of individual freedom. That's great. But proud to be an American, it's like proud to be any other nationality. 
the other ones are below you. And that's a mistake, you know, because we're all one family. We're just in, in different circumstances and we got born in different circumstances and genders and places for various reasons that are very involved. And, you know, what we're, it, our job is to become conscious. Woke is kind of a joke on that, but it refers to something real, which is to wake up to who you are. And even though pride causes division and ruins your perception of reality, your awareness of a connection to God, aside from what religion or nationality you might belong to, the reality underlying all life is something actually real. It, it wasn't created by a belief. And it, it's connected to everybody. So self-love is the opposite of pride. Not selflessness. You know, not self-abuse. Not trying to hurt yourself to avoid ego. Ego isn't who you are and it never was. It's talking about the fake self. So self-love is essential because if you don't have that, if you go around even subconsciously condemning yourself all the time, it, you're not going to be able to love anybody else, let alone God. So when you look at the seven so-called seven deadly sins like ego and uh, pride and all, the whole list, the reason they are is because they're actually against yourself. You know, you talk about something like gluttony, for example. It's not bad to get good things for yourself, but when you get addicted to something like food, it's not the amount you eat, it's the focus on addiction all the time. And it wipes out your perception, it clouds your mind, you can't see things straight. And, um, you know, the, the sins are, are focus that actually is harmful to yourself. And so, if you understand that basic idea of sin and virtue, and virtue is actually helping yourself, so seeing yourself connected to everybody else as a family and one being in everybody, that helps you. It's not selfless at all. And it's just getting in touch with reality. So if you want to, instead of having to remember these really complicated rules, anything that actually helps you is a virtue and anything that hurts yourself is a sin. In the, Not in a religious sense, but in a real sense of destructiveness. So all, all the whole list comes out of that. And getting back in touch, you know, this is not one group against each other. That's what pride is about. Proud to be a man and you're against women or proud to be have dark skin so you're against the people with light skin. This is all being pushed by the power elite. And the antidote is oneness and self-awareness. So when you have that, you don't fall for letting the medical system mutilate your body. You know, there, there are a few necessary situations for surgery, but not, uh, not trying to override nature. You know, if, if you start messing around with hormones and trying to reverse the ones you were born with, it's always destructive, and it's complete dependency. Now, now I have to say something else because Gabriel just left the room. But I think what I'm trying to get across here is there's not pride and anti-pride. There's pride and self-love for everybody. And that's way beyond, you know, instead of pride, which is destructive. Even, even pride to be an American, if it makes you hate other countries, you know, hate Russians, which is what our leaders want us to do. Completely ridiculous. You know, we're all human beings and in every country, the people are, are basically spiritual beings who are born there into certain physical costumes for a little while, and they became members of a certain country. But um, we're all spirit underneath. That's the identity. That's a real identity. Whether you're born in a male costume or a female costume or a so-called black or white costume, you know, I, I haven't actually seen any totally black or white people like snowmen and charcoal. I've seen all different shades of color, which are all beautiful in their healthy state. Um, it's unity, 
You know, if we get that consciousness back, then we can transform the world. The world will transform automatically. And and that's what I'm interested in, you know, all the <clears throat> the long period that I've been working on this kind of stuff. It started with physical health and trying to find out how we could live in harmony with nature, <clears throat> eating, exercising, sunlight, which is not, the sun is not a mistake of God, trying to kill everybody with cancer. You know, how can you understand and harmonize with nature to get health back? And then it evolved into, well, there's a reason that people don't see and do that. It's because of mistaken identity and this thing, ego, that Gabriel brought up. Basically, it means fake self. And if you identify with it, you're setting up problems for yourself. You're not being selfish in a wise way at all. So we want to get to the real self and love that. And when you do, automatically you see the same thing in everybody else, no matter what country or belief system they're part of. So. Okay, it's really good. Very nice. Um, and these things we're talking about are actually very basic. All right. And the fact that we're talking about them is because these very basic understandings that people have had for thousands of years, they're trying to turn them upside down and create a whole new set of false understandings that actually divide, disrupt, and imbalance our society. Right. They want division because then they'll have to come and save us with tyranny. Right. Um, and maybe there's more to it too is that <clears throat> when you create disunity the outer disunity affects the inner unity right. so people actually get confused and in that confusion they, get, they lose their power they lose their clarity they lose their integrity and I'm using this as a, a metaphor and you begin to actually believe men can have babies. Yeah, people do believe it, for sure. And it's like, what is going on? Like a basic biological fact is being ignored. So, but that's, it's kind of a metaphor for what we're talking about. It's an upside-down world, and I mentioned before in Isaiah 5, 20 to 24, you know, basically... Up is down and down is up and good is bad and bad is good. And it's like reality is being inverted. And by doing so, the population who believes in the upside down world is then moves into slavery. Yeah. It's master, master, master level hypnosis. Yeah. And that's really what we're seeing now. And why what we're doing is important uh, is to be the, the kid that says that the, the king doesn't have any clothes. That's a great story that everybody should read. It's very short. And, yeah, well, the story, just in case people don't know it in a very short term, is the uh, tailor decided to play a little game with the king and I'm going to make you the most beautiful outfit that you can imagine. And basically he has the king take off his clothes and then he lays his imaginary clothes on him and he's without any clothes. But he told him only, only the really wise people can see it. Right. So he didn't want to admit that there was nothing there. Yeah, he, he appealed to what? His pride, king's pride. Right. And then they're having a big parade, and the king is in the parade without any clothes, and nobody says anything except a little kid says, the king doesn't have any clothes. And the whole thing collapses. And that's what is really going, actually is happening now. The, the, the parade is collapsing. Uh, it may take another year or two, but this whole uh, fantasy that's been set up to control people 
using words like pride, inverting it. Because again, pride is seen as a, uh, a, a antithesis of virtue and of spirituality and being awake. Pride is. It means I'm better than you. Yes. And, and, and it's not about humility. So pride is a, a real example of it being turned upside down and being seen as a virtue when in fact it is not all a virtue. You know, it's something that, as is, is Richard said, is a disservice to yourself and to all of humanity. So it's time to stop honoring all the aspects of pride uh, that have been falsely put on that people buy because they have no self-esteem, they feel good about themselves, oh yeah, my skin color about this, I'm gay, I'm straight, I'm whatever. doesn't matter because all of them are irrelevant. The only identity worth having in the big picture is the identity with the one all humanity that they're deadly with God and creation. Anything less than that is illusion and spiritual ignorance. And we are talking spiritually here, we're not talking politically. Anything more you want to add, Richard, to that? Well, you know, I mentioned the song Proud to be an American and the idea that that was pushing pride one country against another, but I'm yes. I'm not advocating getting rid of sovereign countries at all. I think they're really important in the current level of consciousness in the world. We need to have sovereign countries with each culture having its own self-sustaining country, taking care of the people. And I'm saying love your country, just not in the sense that you're against everybody else. Every country should try to make itself an example for all the people in the world based on individual freedom and respect. And that's how you have an effect on the rest of the world, not by going and overthrowing governments and that sort of thing. Every so, country also has unique gifts to give to the world. What, say that again? I couldn't quite hear you. Every country has unique gift to give to the world. Exactly. Gift. That's why the different nations are good in that way. They, they're living in different kind of land-based territories, cultures. And there's a unique gift that grows out of that that enriches the whole world. Right. And each one can have its own brand of respecting individual freedom and helping the people live in a wonderful environment. You know, as an example, the governments need to be filled with people who are there for that purpose, not to take advantage of the situation and to steal everything like we have now. So there's some things that need to change. But this pride thing is right near the basis of it because it's supposed to be, I'm better than you, and you're defending your false identity. You know, And that doesn't help anybody. It doesn't help the people who are being proud at all. It gets them into conflict. And eventually, the reason for this old saying, pride goeth before a fall, is, um, it's true. And humility is not being against yourself, it's just, you know, acknowledging the reality that we're all in the same family, we're all basically one being, and we, by loving each other, we're loving ourselves. So, humility is not trying to do something against yourself at all, it's just the opposite. So, I think we have, uh, the reason we brought this to you today is so that you can reflect on how it's been turned upside down. And it, and obviously, we start with pride because pride separates you from the truth by oneness. Pride separates you from the truth of God and all creation. And it separates you from love of all humanity. So we are clearly 
not speaking in favor of being prideful in any way and therefore not having any false identifications in any way. The only identification is to do our oneness with God. I'm leave you with that thought. I uh, appreciate uh, your really great perspective which you just brought in and I bless everyone that we're able now as we move beyond the false identification of pride to identify with the truth, the eternal truth. Thank you, Dr. Cousins. That was great. And um, I want to emphasize that this is not a division focus. This is not being against people that are marching in the pride parades or anything like that. Not at all. It's, it's inclusion in the real sense that you have love for everybody, which doesn't mean that you think everybody is doing something great. I mean, none of us are completely doing everything great. So there's nothing to be lost in pride about that for. And the people that have fallen for this agenda that's being pushed on all of us and if, if they convince me, for example, that I'm actually a girl, which has not happened, obviously. Hopefully it's obvious. Um, and I go along with it, and I go to the doctors and have them cut up my body or change my hormone balance so that I'm going to be in my new identity. It, it's not because I'm a bad person, all right? Don't, don't hate anybody. I think hatred was in that list that Gabriel read, not because it's one particular belief system, but it's against the whole re deeper reality of harmony and love. And there are ways to repair damage. If I get fooled by something like that, and I start taking chemicals and you know letting the doctors do horrendous things to my body, which doctors would not ever do if they're conscious, then... I need natural healing, and there's ways to repair a lot of the damage from almost anything. And we need to help each other get that, because everybody needs it, not just in this particular issue, but all kinds of things. We've been subjected to an environment full of toxic chemicals that shouldn't exist, should never have been manufactured. There are alternative ways to develop technology that have nothing to do with toxic chemicals, just like there are alternative energy sources that put the so-called solar and wind to shame. Solar and wind are being pushed by the power structure because they're completely inadequate to support life right now. They're not going to support what's needed at all. So the corrupt leaders of countries are following orders to make everybody go with solar and wind because it won't work. You know, and people are falling for the electric car scam, all this stuff, because we're not conscious and we, we think we're doing something good. So how do you become conscious? That's what G Gabriel's talking about. You leave the ego identity behind and let the real identity come out when the ego's removed. It's not against yourself. It's just the opposite. So the power structure people know this, and they're doing their counterpart to some kind of world peace meditation by focusing on fear, division, ego, pride, anything that will create chaos so they can use it as an excuse for tyranny and extermination. And that only works with a hypnotized, unconscious public. If the people start waking up to who they are, who you are is something so spectacular that the darkness has no chance. And we have to be kept thinking that we're insignificant, helpless, stupid, you know, dependent on the rulers and everything, because then you don't know who you are. And if you drop everything that's false, who you really are is what's left. And it's not, it's not anything like what we're told at all. So don't look down on anybody. Don't, don't feed the division. Don't go along with the anti-world peace focus that the rulers are having, wanting us to hate each other. That's all total nonsense. Okay, I'll keep it family-friendly. Um, 
get in touch with who you are. You don't need to be selfless. You need to be loving your actual self, which transcends all these identities. And it's real, and it's connected to where we came from. The whole planet can change. This, people becoming conscious could start a wave that would wake up even the rulers. That's what I want to see personally. And I'm just going to add to that, as part of the wave is the world peace meditation that has started, and uh, the Wall Star Trader was promoting it, Every Sunday at, I'm going to say 6.15 for new people so we have an explanation, that's part of the wave of the waking up. That's it's real time, by the way. Yeah, uh, the 6.30 is Israel time, but all over the world. When you go to the website, World Peace Meditation, and has all the times for all over the world so people don't get confused. Um, and that is part of the wave of waking up. We are the rising sun, folks. Right. It's time to rise and shine. Worldpeacemeditation.net. Remember the .net part. And, and the implication of this every week meeting that Dr. Cousins has started for us, and that's the website that you're seeing on the screen now, is telling you that there's a mentality and a focus to carry with you and live in. And it's not the pride focus, it's not the ego focus, it's not the fighting focus, it's not the I'm better than you focus, or my religion or my country or my gender is better than yours. It's world peace, you know, relaxing and allowing unification and everybody respecting each other. When we do that, the negative focus of the rulers falls apart. And that's what we're looking for. Everything else follows, no matter what you've learned before, what hypnosis you've been in. Um, it disappears. It vaporizes. Because you're something amazing. Get in touch with that. So, worldpeacemeditation.net for the meeting every Sunday morning. Uh, Sunday morning U.S. time. Sunday evening Israel and Eastern Europe time and around the world in the different time zones all together. And then uh, we're working on making that a continuous focus in Planetary Healing Club, which you're welcome to join us in too. That's planetaryhealingclub.com. That's the effort there. And uh, any of these things can spark a wave that will wash across the whole world. And don't fall for thinking that this has to take forever. It could happen at any time. And it really depends on you. So you have more power flowing through you than you realize. And if we use it for focusing on scattered stuff and chaos all the time and fear, then we're doing kind of an anti-meditation and you don't need to be doing that. The light is much stronger. So bring it back. That's what <clears throat> symbolized by the hands coming together like this. All the scattered thoughts come to one focus, and that's the emotional reality that you want to live in and share with the world, your, your decision moment to moment. So, honor yourself. Ego is nothing, just drop it. Be who you are, and we'll meet you here next time. Have a good week. Spend your time well. I want to thank Richard, I want to thank Doug for producing this. Yes, it's our privilege. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.